This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by the one and only Stephen. Hi guys, and hello to the incredible Mickey. That's it. That's it. So you, you, you saw it. You felt. Well, I just wanted to see how many people actually read the tweets. Uh, and so far there was one uh, which was uh, Phil Clark, uh, and obviously you because you picked it up on here. But yeah, and uh, Adam. Yeah, no, that's it. No, definitely, definitely. Um, and uh, and obviously welcome to. Um, not newbie Dan no more. We're welcome to Dan. How you doing, Freddie? All right. Yeah, evening, chaps. Happy to be here. Excellent, excellent. Um, right then, gents. Um, today's show we are going to be discussing Gillingham uh, victory uh, on Saturday. We're going to have a, a discussion around some of the standout players. Um, I think we'll have a. a uh, a chat about ticket prices and away travel costs potentially for this year, and then we're um, we're tap on um, some Sutton uh, away, which is obviously Tuesday, um, and uh, yeah, well, I've got a few facts um, for them because obviously we've only played them um, twice. This will be the second the uh, the second time we've uh, we've ever played them. So yeah. We have got, hopefully, we might have a guest coming on very shortly um, to give us a update on Fleming. So anyway, without further ado, uh, it's time to do this, and we'll be back straight after this for part one. Hold on tight. That don't seem to work now, does it? That's that's a, a big fail there. Should we try it, try it again? We'll be back straight after this. There we go. You see, I think it's possibly the um, the anticipation of uh, we've got a couple of guests who possibly could give us an update on uh, on the Fleming saga. It's everywhere tonight. Um, they will be hopefully coming in at some point soon. So yeah, let's um. 
let's crack on with uh, Gillingham away. Obviously, um, we were victories yesterday, or yesterday, Saturday even, um, with Nisbet obviously scoring a penalty in the first half. And then, um, can't, I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. Imaki. Irish. That's it, Imaku. There you go. Um, scored in the second half, and it was quite a good strike, to be fair. Um, Dan, what's your thoughts on Gillingham? Well, most important thing is we got minutes into the majority of the players' legs, the exception being George Honeyman, who went off injured, um, which is a bit frustrating to see a player have to go off. And, you know, and I think a couple of people I went with we were kind of of the opinion that Honeyman has probably came back slightly overweight already. Um, so a little bit of time out of the team probably isn't going to do him a huge amount of favours. Um, players that did play, I thought Brian looked very good. I know obviously we're only playing against the League 2 team, but he impressed me when he was on the ball. He was up and down quite a lot. Should have had the assist for the goal that Bradshaw had ruled out. Um, I think Watmore had a good game playing just in behind the strikers, something slightly different for him. Um, usually been played as a winger or a striker, but played in the 10 in the first half. He won the penalty for us. Um, and SA and centre mid actually worked quite well um, in that game. I'm not sure how viable it is long-term. I know Rowett has spoken about it today, saying it probably won't be something he looks to do in the league, but he could see uh, SA having a future um, in that central uh, position. Uh, in the second half, um, I thought the two young lads that played, I thought Akoli, I thought he looked a little bit out of his depth at centre-half. Got caught uh, dawdling on the ball a couple of times. Um, so, you know, I, I, I like youth players and he looks very good in the youth team, but I think we probably need to get him out on loan, maybe to a League 2 or a National League team, try and get him playing some more men's football, build up his confidence. The left-back, Adam Malachi, didn't look too bad. But again, if he's not really going to play football, I'd rather him get out and play men's football. Um, I thought second half we weren't fantastic, um, but you know, Amaki got a, a goal with a great strike, and that that was all it really kind of took. No, I totally agree with you. I think um, I think SA looked good, Amaki looked good. Um, I think Brian looked okay. Uh, you know, a few of the players I think are bedding him well. I think again, you know, I think the youngster's not great in the position he was playing in the centre half position. I think he just. It's it's different playing youth football as it is playing men's football, and I think he probably needs uh, you know twenty thirty games, maybe forty games playing men's football, and also maybe just bulk up a bit, um, and just uh, being. But he's definitely a player. He's he's definitely got something in him, um, but I just think he he probably needs to get a bit of development under his under his belt first. But I agree with you. First half. Look good. Second half, um, we sort of come off the boil a bit, um, and I see these just really focusing and putting, um, putting you know those minutes in the players' legs. Obviously, Danny Matt come on when um, Honeyman come off. Um, it was Honeyman, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Honeyman. Yeah, come off, and, um, and then he played in about ten minutes. Yeah, it. so he, I think so. I think Danny Matt played about sixty minutes, didn't he? Mitchell ended up Alex Mitchell that is ended up about sixty as well. Yeah, so uh, yeah, not bad game I suppose. Really, to be fair, uh, getting them up to match fit. But overall, um, it's a friendly. You don't expect anything else, really. I mean, Stephen, what's your thoughts on it? I know you weren't at the game, but you've seen all the highlights and other bits and pieces. Any standouts for you? 
Uh, I must admit, from what I've seen, that Amaku it looks an interesting, um, an interesting one to keep an eye on for the season. I think you know there's a lot made of the miss in the under twenty one final, uh, which obviously was a it was a shock. And let's be honest, it's probably one of the worst misses people have ever seen. We were all there, but I think I think he's got something about him, and he's definitely one you can kind of see why. They wanted to get him in when they did and to make sure that they kind of secured him. Um, SA in midfield, I mean, you know, he's just quality. He, you know, he, he's just, Rowett said, he's. He, I think the quote was, is it that he's as talented as what we've got? And I think you can just see that when he's on the ball. And I think he's definitely going to progress. I, I, I am slightly concerned that he may um, become, uh, you know, on, on people's radars. But, Shame about Honeywood and obviously players get injured in, in pre-season, but for everybody else, good workout. Um, it's good to get minutes in the legs again. Probably expect now with the, the games getting quite closer to the league season, you might see more players get more minutes per game rather than have two complete 11s. Um, but no, the youngsters, we, we touched on it on the last show. If they're not quite ready, then clearly Rowett's got, got some decisions to make and, and you know some time still in the transfer window to to look at those positions, but I wouldn't be surprised, certainly the centre half properly, um, to see him perhaps go go out alone to get some experience. No, I totally agree with you. Right, bear with us, gents. We've got um we've got a couple of people who want to call in, give us an update on the uh on Fleming. Obviously you've heard um that allegedly Lazio and Seville and, and Burnley are back in. Hopefully we've got a couple of uh Got a couple of sources. What hopefully will give us an update. Um, we'll just bring them in quickly and see what they've got to say for us. Um, hi, welcome, welcome to the show. Can you give us an update? What do you know about the uh, the Fleming, especially um, our Italian source there in the middle? Can you tell us whether or not the rumours about Lazio are true or not? Um, can you hear us? See them. Can you hear us at all? I think they will. Um, I think we've got a bit of a a language um, a language breakdown now. Just I, I I don't think we're going to hear anything from these sources, unfortunately, which is a big big shame. Um, oh well, sorry. Thank you. No worries. Well, we um, any any we did just, try. Anyone listening to that as a podcast and not watching the video, you'll have to go on YouTube and watch the video. Yeah. We're not insane. We're no, but if you go on, if you go on YouTube, you will um you'll find out what happened there, and uh, you and you can just join into it. So right, so yeah, just just to touch on that though, obviously it has broke Sky reporting that you know Burnley are coming back in for Fleming, and there is talk that Lazio and perhaps Sevilla are are interested. Um, we did touch on it again in the last show with us three that perhaps Burnley had. You know, called off on the basis that you know what happened with Berylson and, and you know probably not the right time to be entering any kind of negotiations. But it does look now that you know Mill are, are operating perhaps full steam ahead that Burnley are, are coming back in and 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 other clubs are kind of circling too. You've also got to ask yourself: Is it is there anything to do with the timing of the Fortuna game at the end of the month and the fact that? There's a load of Fortuna fans coming over to see Fleming that you probably um, don't necessarily want in him going. Yeah, I don't know, mate. You know, 
and again, it's there is nothing confirmed. Um, you know, hundred percent confirmed. Uh, it's just personally, on a business sense, you wouldn't necessarily highlight, would you? Um, so yeah. But as I said, I said it earlier in our group chat. I'm sure the viewers and would agree. I understand that you know they have a friendly with Fortuna Sittard and you know the, the deal with Fleming. However, the priority is Millwall Football Club. If Fleming is going, I hope that that wouldn't be a stumbling block or something that they're waiting to hold off to to announce. If he's going, announce it, get the funds into Rower and and improve. If he's not going and there isn't anything in it, great. The Fortuna fans can can have their day and and see him and. And, and you know, celebrate that way. I don't know, but it has to be right for us, not for Fortuna Sittard. That, well, it would be right for us because the Fortuna Sittard would potentially bring in over three hundred fans. Who probably, as far as I'm led to understand, they all want to buy a shirt and they all want to buy Fleming's name on the back of it and all of that. So, um, you know, if you work out three hundred times, you know, possibly hundred pounds spent in the club shop, uh, it makes business sense to a degree, doesn't it? So, um. That's I think that's all we're saying. After going pretty fucking loopy last time, mate, and my phone blowing up, that's it. And if you're a Burnley podcast, please make sure you post whole context this time and not just, you know, uh something to, to make it go viral on your end. Um so yeah. Right. Um we've done Gillingham. There ain't really much more to say about a, a pre season friendly, really, is there, apart from um it is what it is. Win, lose, or draw. It's a pre-season friendly. Um, we've seen some of the players what look good. I do think that there's a couple of positions that we still need to strengthen in. Uh, and and Rowett in his post-match and stuff has, has, has pretty much agreed with everything we've been saying over the last couple of shows. Uh, good evening, Gary, if you're watching. Um, and, yes, you know, I, I, think, I think this season's interesting times ahead, especially now we've... Um, Blackburn looking as if they could be in turmoil at the moment. Um, could be good that allegedly they're not going to be spending anybody. I mean, if you look at um, if you look at a post by Kieran from the Price of Football, a uh, friend of the show, he's basically saying that he looks like the Indian government have put pressure on him to to lack, you know slow down on the investment um, and not buy people, which could be beneficial for us because. There's a few players they've been looking at or we've been looking at possibly and we might be able to get Sniff rather than them. And also, do we maybe revisit Lewis Travers if they need to sell players? Is that something we could possibly yep. revisit? Maybe see if they will want to do a business a little bit cheaper than what we've tried for the last few times. That could be something that we try for. I don't think centre mid is terribly high up on the priority list, but he's a good player. No, he's a good player. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to do. Um I suppose, really, we've done Gillingham to death. Is there anything else that you boys think we need to talk about Gillingham? Because, I mean, the first half was great. Second half was pretty much watching paint dry, wasn't it, really? I'll just say quickly, it's, it's good that Nisbet's got two goals already. In pre- I know it's only pre-season and whatnot, but mm. he's got two goals. Hopefully, it might get a bit of confidence, a bit of form rolling early doors. That'd be quite nice. But, you know, as I've, as we've continuously said in this first kind of 15 minutes it's pre-season you don't want to read too much into it it's just nice that hopefully he might have got that monkey off his back early 
I'll tell you what I will do. I'll put you both right on it now, and I'll give it as well. How many goals do you, How many goals do you reckon he's going to score this season? I'm going to go a little bit bold with this, if I can. I'm going, and this is going to go and hold me to this. And go as bold as you want, mate. Oh, you will be hold. Oh, this will be edited yeah. for later on. So yeah, yeah, you can clip this for the benefit of the listeners. I've got no qualms with that. I think he will outscore what Tom Bradshaw, Tom Bradshaw's figure from last season, which was eight. Well, in the league, I think he got seventeen goals in the league. So I think this bit will. I will match that or beat it. Okay. No, I said I said he'd outscore it. He'll go eighteen or more. I'll put that I think more. I, I honestly think he's come down here to make a name for himself and put himself firmly in the shop window. And I think he's going to score twenty five or above. I'm going to go. Slightly, I'm going to go slightly more cautious along with. Obviously, the if he stays fit, line, I think you know if, if he can get kind of fourteen, fifteen goals, which I I think he he's more than capable of, and if Bradshaw can kind of get you fourteen, fifteen goals, you know, and then you get a couple from your midfield, a couple from the defence as we know we're good with set pieces, um, you know, I I I think, you know, I I w- obviously I want him to do well, and he has a lot of potential to do well, but what we don't want is for to for him to you know. Everyone to expect him to get thirty goals, and then he might only get ten or fifteen, and then you know everyone feels like it's wasted money. It's to be fair though, it me saying that my my opinion is is purely based on the fact I think Tom Bradshaw works very very hard and worked very very hard for his goals, but also probably missed his fair share of good opportunities and good yeah. chances. But I don't think. From what I've seen at Nesbitt and what I've seen, I don't think he's... I think he, he'd more like to score those chances, whereas Bradshaw has to do yeah, like three or four. I mean, if, if I say now, if, oh, I think Nesbitt will score 18-plus. If he scores 14, it's still a good season. I'm not going to be yeah. disappointed with that. But I think I just think there's something about him. He, I think he's a little bit more of a natural finisher than what Tom Bradshaw is, and that's why I think he may be able to reach those heights. I think that's a yeah. No, I agree with you. Especially if you do go twenty five or above. Look at Bradshaw's goal record from last season. Majority of his goals kind of came in batches, didn't they? He'd kind of get one kind of like I think like for, for his first four, for example, didn't score until October. Then got one at Bristol City, and then got a hat trick against Watford. And then I don't think he scored again for a while after that. So we know his goals kind of come in batches. So if Nisbet can kind of plug the batches where Bradshaw isn't scoring. Then yeah, good season. Yeah, listen if you if you're watching on YouTube, make a comment um, below. Let us know how many goals you think this bit um, on this bet even will um, will score in this season. Um, just give us a number. Um, and uh, yeah, do you do you think Stevens being estimate? Do you think I'm just being absolutely crazy? Um, or or not? So yeah, get, get involved in. Uh, and let us know what you think. Um, right, we we go on to obviously the other topic what we had on here to discuss what we've been talking about in the group and stuff like that. Um, 
ticket prices for this season look as if they're gonna, there's going to be some fucking scary pricing for games to go watch football. Um, if you take, you know, there was a, a Toyota with someone, and it's something that's always made me feel. But I'll give the views on that in a bit on on that and probably why they don't do it. But take this ticket for Middlesbrough is about hundred and twenty quid upwards for a return, and then you're looking at about what thirty yeah on the train. Then you're looking at about thirty two quid for the match ticket, and then by the time you brought food and all that. Best part of two hundred quid plus, isn't it? For an away day, and that's just for one person. If you're going with kids and all that, okay. If you're driving, you've got what a five-hour journey, um, and and you're just going to be fucked, basically. But yeah, see, it's, it's it's one of those where I think that you know the rumours where we're looking Norwich is thirty-two quid a ticket allegedly. You've got Leeds, what are looking at what forty-seven quid. You've got Coventry, where the rumours are they're about 35 quid. Um, some of the ticket pricing is is going to be mental this season. Considering that in the Prem, they used to have a, I think they have a, a maximum of £30 for away tickets. And the clubs what have come down have just gone, we're not with that shit no more, we go forward. Because really, we should have plenty as 20 or so, shouldn't we, really? I mean, it would be, you know... Yes, twenty pound is a fair price in for an away ticket. By the time you've got to pay for all the transport and everything else on top of it, surely that's a fair price, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's actually a policy reading operator reading operator. They don't this season, I'm told. Oh, okay, but, yeah. they did last season, but yeah. you know it was it was fair. If if you charge our fans twenty quid, we'll charge your fans twenty quid, which I think is a is a great way to do it, and you know it, it avoids fans getting priced out of football because that's what we are seeing. Um, I think Leeds are now doing a similar thing to what Reading did in terms of we'll match the price if the clubs agree to charge the same price. So I think um, they are kind of backtracking on that now because I think they faced a lot of backlash, not just from non-Leeds fans, but also from Leeds fans. But, you know, um, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be going to Middlesbrough, but I am going to Norwich and I've pre-booked my train. You know, I've, I've pre-booked it over a month and a half in advance and I'm only paying £13 for a return um, which is great but I know that's not practical for a lot of people and if I turned up on the day it would cost me £43 which you know is is a ridiculous amount of money add and I ever think again for Norwich you're going to look at a £100 payout Don't forget this season for clubs within football so fans from outside London and all that you know if if Sadiq Khan gets his way and the 29th of August, Ulyss comes in, every single person going to a London game, drives to a London game, come, you know, after the 29th of August, so 1st of September onwards, will be paying £12.50 to go in extra to watch football in their own car if their car isn't Ulyss compliant. And I don't think enough clubs have actually promoted this and, and told their fans massive amounts on this. They've just sort of it, it's sort of gone around the the wayside, isn't it? It's not massively um, been publicised. I mean, I don't know about Northern clubs, wherever else, if they've been telling their fans, but there doesn't seem to be. You think how many people drive to Millwall? Okay, some of them might have ULES compliant cars or, or vans and stuff, but I bet there's a lot more done. Well, I, I, I know for a fact that my car is, so I don't have to necessarily 
payouts you're having traveled into london driven around the, the the areas that are affected um or will be affected but i know lots and lots of, of supporters that drive to games um I, I do away from home obviously t- we'll come back to the ticket price and things in a minute but it is something that people are going to have to take into consideration it is an extra cost i know you know to some people that amount of money is a lot of money to some people it's not but it's still the principle of adding it on top of everything that you spend on a game of football and um, take just going back to the ticket prices i think it's very difficult to follow a football club in this day and age that's not perhaps in the in the premier league where they have a you know a cap on on away tickets and things like that clubs can charge pretty much whatever they like and if you want to go you have to pay it We've seen, you know, I think, Vic, we discussed a couple of months ago the ticket prices for the FA Cup final, yep. which was two Manchester clubs coming down to London, uh, in train strikes, travel, getting home, food, and the category of prices for the FA Cup final was an absolute joke. This it, ticket for that was £105, wasn't it? Yeah. So, you know, you, you know the, the clubs are not, Clubs that are, are pricing out the the old supporter, you know, some people are lucky. You know, I have a season ticket for, for home games, so you don't pay on a on a on a match basis, but you still spend a lot of money on petrol, on food, and bits and pieces at the ground. But away from home, people are starting to now pick and choose. You know, we all do it. We, we, we're t- we're discussing what games we might go to, you know, as a group, or, or you know, can I jump in your car? Can I? You know, do you want to put the training? It, it's it's so many things that you have to factor in, and it is a lot of money, especially around time, say at Christmas, where other stuff goes on. It's very difficult to be to be a football fan. No, and I mean, I think it's something what we're probably we're probably look at. You know, either through um, we do it for a, a a Twitter community room, or um, maybe we just do it for a a what. 5 years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sap. Chat once a season kicks in or something, maybe we'll start a group up for that and maybe we just, we'll look at maybe doing a car share. You know, if you are going to away games and you've got a few spaces and, and you know, people want to pay some petrol towards people, 
then maybe it's a facility. You know, we're not obviously um, going to condone it or whatever, but maybe we just put you in touch with our people. There'll be people on the group you can speak to, you can do whatever you want to do with them. Uh, you know, get in touch. Maybe we'll do it on Twitter or something, you know, on a Twitter community room or something. Can, you know, we just call it the, the car share or something. But I think there, there needs to be um, a few bits of looking at different avenues to try and cut down on the cost. Because um, I bet there's lots of people who go away probably, you know, might want, you know, might want a car share. There's going to be people out there who don't want a car share, and I totally get that. But those who don't, you know, um, you might as well just offer them, uh, uh, you know, uh, an outlet, really. The thing that's always surprised me is that the rail companies have never, ever done, well, definitely not within, you know, recent times, they've never done a rail card for football fans, have they? They need to, do they? Because no. other people better use them. No, they don't. They don't need to. But you would, you would, you know, you would have thought really that they could have, you know, you don't have to necessarily change the price of the tickets. But what would be a benefit of having a white rail card? Okay, listen, they're never going to do the prices cheap because they know they've got you by the balls. But what they could do is say, actually, if you buy a ticket for a rail card, if your kickoff gets moved, you can swap your ticket without paying fees. Yeah. So that would be that would be a benefit. Do you know what I mean? Rather than, oh, well, you know, £10 here, £10 there. I don't know. I'd be interested to look at, there's a company who's involved with Millwall now, isn't there? A train company which is involved yeah. for a, a ticket fee. I'd be interested in, you know, finding out some more detail today. Maybe I'll reach out to them and see if we can get them on a show and, uh, on a future show during the season to see what they can offer. I think the other thing with it as well, just to touch on, it's not just the ticket prices. I know we talk about food, but Food is is quite a a big um, a big thing at the moment. You know, you go to supermarkets, everything has gone up by X amount. And if you stop at service stations and and places like that, the cost of of a meal is ridiculous. It, but you have to do it because they know that you have to stop. You know, you might need to go to the loo or or you know have a break, and you're going to have something to eat. So it, it is tricky. I, I don't always blame the football clubs. I don't get me wrong. Leeds and Sheffield Wednesday when it's charged, you know, nigh on 40, 50 quid for a match ticket is, is an absolute outrage. They are fully responsible yeah. for that. But I don't blame clubs like Coventry and Millwall and Norwich that are probably having to put their prices up by a couple of quid because if they don't, they're just going to be completely and utterly swallowed up by clubs that are able to bring in large revenue. I just think, you know, it's, it's an excuse must be used for time and time again. It's like, you know, Fuck me, three and a half pound for a sausage roll. Yeah, but that's how much you pay in events now. Yeah, but to me, if you lowered your prices and done reasonable prices, you'd probably sell more and people would probably more likely spend behind the bar. But realistically, if you go football, nine times out of ten, most people will probably take kids, will buy stuff before they get to the den. You know, buy packets of sweets in the shop because they could probably buy three packets of sweets for the price of what it would cost them to buy one pack of sweet in the shop. I mean, clubs are now starting to come down on where well, you can't take drinks in and all this sort of stuff, or certain clubs where you can't take, you know, bottles of pop and all that lot in. But again, it's just, what is it, £6.50 now for a pint? Or, you know, piss warm beer in a fucking plastic cup? Um, it, you know, it's. I just think, you know, what is it, three pound, four pound fifty for a coat? I mean, we we went obviously we went to Wembley the other day, didn't we? And we went and saw Blur State. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in there they were doing four cans of Budweiser 
four cans of Bud for £27.50. Or you could buy them singly for £7.50 each. 30 quid for four pound, four cans. Well, you'll buy down the offer for what, four ninety nine probably? And considering as well. Like in daylight robbery. Before we got there, uh, before we went into Wembley, me and mate, we, we were in Box Park. And we'd obviously been to a Box Park before and you get a little membership. But we bought two beers in there and they were, say, 12 quid. But with the cards, you got a little bit of a discount on it. So it's around about a tenner. I think it was they. They had like a lot. You can you can only use it a certain amount of time, obviously yeah. because it, it, they want their profits. But yeah, we bought a couple of beers in there, and it was around just just over ten, ten fifty or whatever it was. And then you go into Wembley, and it's like four pounds twenty seven fifty. And you look at it, you're like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. They've got like the sweet stalls and they and the hot dogs and all of that kind of stuff. And we know Wembley's Wembley. It's, it, everything there is very, very pricey. But nothing, you know, you 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 don't average. Um, whether it be at Wembley for a concert, whether it be at Wembley for the football, whether it be at the den, you know, commentary, whatever, they know that you have to have food. And if you don't buy it beforehand, yeah. or if you're not in a position to buy it beforehand, you haven't really got a choice. No, no. I just think that football fans are a, um, are a captive market and people just see, you know, that they can pretty much charge football fans what you want from... Um, you know, overseas membership to make sure you get a ticket, you know, overseas viewing to make sure that you can watch the games. And then if they sell, you know, like my mate lives in the States and last year he bought an overseas pretty much Mill TV ticket for about $150 or 150 about 150 quid for whatever it is, 130 quid. But then that was supposed to guarantee him all the games so that he could watch the games over there. But then certain games were being shown Europeanly or internationally because they were getting more money for them being shown on Sky or, or somewhere else. So, you know, it, it's like whichever way you look at it, you're being screwed left, right, centre. Um, yeah. And I don't think it's anything that's ever going to change. It's just going to, you know, continue. Until you get someone strong enough, and I don't think the FSA is is fairly strong enough in, in that aspect to sit there and try and pin it all down. But... You know, these train companies could end up doing cheap tickets, you know, through, you know, through clubs or whatever if they really wanted to. But clubs could end up agreeing to a set fee for things. The food prices could be a lot cheaper. Even if you've done meal deals, like with Wembley, do you know what I mean? Even if it was, you know, you know, seven quid for a pint and a pie or something, do you know what I mean? Rather than, uh, what, 12, 13 quid or whatever it is. Um, but some some clubs, some clubs do proper food. Like good food for for the right price. I can't think of it in that commentary. I think is it somewhere it does like proper decent um, food. And um, I'm Birmingham like like Birmingham have like, like, um, like oh, that's what street or stalls. Yeah, them two been quite. Them, I haven't had them, but they look quite good. I tell you what, as well, you can really notice the difference. This is a plug for their account. Nothing to do with us, by the way. That's Sussy Scran. Twitter account where they post all the different clubs and people like posting what they've had and some of the whole one I know I think Ben from obviously from our show had something at whole that had been posted on there and they do really really good stuff and you don't mind paying a little bit more it's the quality of the food it's the same principle if you go to a restaurant go to a restaurant and it's it, the, the quality's there you don't mind paying a little bit more it's the same at football you get a nice you know a really nice like 
decent burger, you don't mind paying a bit more. When it's something you just look at it and go, come on, guys, you, you kind of take your piss with it a bit. Looks like a wrestler's burger. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're charging like four times the price of a wrestler's burger. Yeah. And obviously, we're talking from a Millwall perspective. I'm sure there's other fans on other podcasts in the championship and in other leagues that are having the exact same conversations. They're going to have to pick and choose where they go because they can't afford for whatever reason. Food yeah, being one of them. Yeah, you picked up. I on mean, the... you take. Sorry, Mick. You picked up on the beer earlier, though. Oh. It's like you say it's six, it's six pounds fifty, and you know, Carlsberg is one of my least favourite beers. It's always warm. It's always flat, and you have if you dare try and go down in the forty fifth minute when the ball goes up, you'd be lucky to get a beer before the second half starts. And if it was six pound fifty for a nice pint of beer. You know, like, I'm not saying go and get a Moretti or something like that. Get a San Miguel tap or something like that. I was at Burnley away last season. They had San Miguel taps. And you can get a beer, you know, pretty quickly. I don't really have too much of a problem with paying £6.50 because when you're in London, that's the kind of rate that you pay. And also, going back to the trains at the minute, I don't want to make it kind of like an overly political show. Obviously, we mentioned you, Les, and stuff. But the trains at the minute, at the weekends in particular, so many strikes that are going on. Like I've pre-booked my Norwich ticket. That could, you know, that could so easily go out the window because they only have to give two weeks' notice for a strike. So, you know, I paid, I paid that. I've only paid thirteen quid. Great, but you know, if if that gets, if a train strike gets called for that day, then I won't, I won't see them. Well, I'll get my money back, but I won't see the game. No, that's a problem, isn't it? And I mean, I think a lot of the strikes and stuff that are going on are just more politically motivated than anything else. They seem orchestrated, but anyway, yeah. I'm not going political with it. So yeah, <laughs> um, right then. Um, I think we've done travel to a bit. Uh, so the way on Tuesday, gents. Um, I don't know which one of you two are going. If either of you are going, both of you going? None of you going? Either one of you going? I'm not sure yet. Okay, not sure yet. I'm guys. I brought my two here. I'm standing. In the standing area, chain bag really twelve quid. And do you know the thing? What I liked with it, there was no booking fee, and also you get the ticket. Obviously, if you're an iPhone user, you get your ticket, and it loads straight into your wallet. Nice. So you just basically double press. You don't need to hit the net, and you just show it and job done. But twelve quid for a standing. I know they're obviously lonely, um, but twelve quid. If it, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say from there is that. If a National League team, which they are, aren't they? They're a National League team. League two. No, no, League two. League two. No, League two. So, all right, League two. If a League two team can do that, why the fuck can't championship teams do it? Are we? I think we're actually supposed to be bringing in e-tickets this season, if I um, if I remember it correctly. I think we are, but this is Millwall technology we're talking about, so it's, it's not something that's going to be plain sailing. I would not want to be... Millwall bringing in e-tickets because I reckon that there will be so many copies of that one ticket shared between a lot of people and and everyone will probably get in. I mean, you know, I think we've got tradition of buying kids tickets and, and getting in. So, uh, yeah, it is what it is. So, yeah, right. We got sign away on uh, Tuesday. Um, we have only ever played them once before which I think was, and I'll just confirm to make sure that I get it right so I don't end up um, being absolutely ridiculed for getting it all wrong. We'll get ready to um, flip this then. No, no, it's factual. I'm looking 
I'm looking at the program, mate. So, um, where are we? It is. Sixteenth of August, I think it was nineteen sixty-five. I'll just confirm two seconds for you. But that was the last time we played them, and yes, there we go. Fourteenth, fourteenth of August, nineteen sixty-five. Um, the Mill team was allegedly uh, looks as if, as long as my contact giving me the right thing. Uh, Dyer, James, McCafferty, Adams, Dory, Dorney, um, Brown, K, Martin, Whitehouse, Brown, M, Jax, and Neil. And do you want to guess at what the score was? I'm not going to because I'm not going to ruin your... It was, a, you it was a friendly. It was a friendly and we got beat 9-1. Well, I'm going to go bold and say yeah, I don't think we're going to get beat 9-1 on Tuesday. Only be I don't think we're going to get... But Billy Neal was in that team. Lost. Nathan. So, it's, yeah. And if you have that programme, which we will put it out on socials over, you know, over the next hour or so, go see if um, someone who's given me a copy or give me a picture of it. But if you've got our programme, it's worth a fortune now. It's worth a good cut of hundred quid for a, a mill program. So yeah, if you've got it, keep it in good condition because it will only get more and more when they don't become available. So yeah, nine one. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting game ahead. Um, do you think we're going to do two elevens again? I don't think so, personally. I, I touched on it earlier. I think it's now getting to the point where you're going to start to see perhaps some more minutes in the legs for um, for certain players and then those that don't get as many in the next game. I think, is it is it Bromley next that, we, that we're that we sending a, a team to after after Sutton? I think... Well, yeah, no, that one. Yeah, it's the one that we're So... So the next game would then be Cholton. So I think you're looking at, I think you'll definitely see um, some players get more minutes. I don't think they'll do two separate 45s personally. And you'll see a little bit more of a step up now uh, in, in, in intensity. I think I, I agree with you there. I think you'll probably want to give, I think Gillingham were slightly more advanced in their pre-season. They made quite a few changes after the hour mark. Um on Saturday so I think we might look to do something more towards that um, and as well kind of looks like we are going to be shaping up as in a back 3-5 as we anticipated um, that's how he's lined up against Bromley it sounded and it's definitely how we lined up against Julian so yeah be interesting to see if that continues I'm expecting it to but I wouldn't mind if he did want to maybe play 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1, whatever, just for kind of 20 minutes in a pre-season, just so we are used to it, because there will come a time that we do need to play that system. I think, personally, what he's going to do is he, he's aiming that he wants to he wants the players to play in a back five or a back three with, obviously, the two wing-backs. But I think he he's still going to be doing, like, the 4-3-2-3, three, three, whatever he is, and all of that. I think, basically, what he's trying to do is say, 
that when he's playing, he doesn't want to keep going week in, week out, five at the back or three at the back, four, you know, four. He just wants to be able to have a few different angles that he can change around because then it keeps the teams coming up on, uh, you know, on the back foot as such, not knowing what they're actually going to be, you know, what we're actually going to be playing um, and, uh, and go from there. But I think, you know, I think definitely he's going to end up getting in what he wants to get in, what he wanted last time, but he wants it to, to succeed this season, hopefully. I think the other thing with it as well is there's a couple of players that really, that if they play, open us up to big changes in the formation. You might line up with three at the back, but if Ryan Leonard's in that team, Leonard can come out of a centre-half position and play in midfield, or you could have, if Zian Fleming is playing as a, a number 10, you could put him out wide. We've seen him play from coming from the left or Watmore or S8. So I think you're right, Mick. I think it is a case of, right, this is how we're going to line up. And this is kind of, you know, this is your role. However, there's going to be certain individuals that are given different roles during the games to be able to, and those that are capable of doing it. Obviously, you're not going to have, for example, George Shavell playing wide lets or anything stupid like that. It will be it will be certain players that can do it. But I think that's what he wants. He wants to have a little bit more flexibility. No, I totally agree with you. Absolutely, totally agree with you. Well, the Jets, we're there in the golden hour time scale. Um, Dan, you got anything else you want to say? Any announcements? Any happy birthdays? Or you just want to say hello, 21? Or you got anything else you want to say, mate? Feel no, free. no, I think the floor is yours. Uh, no, just happy to be back. You know, good to see a lot of familiar faces yesterday down Gillingham. Um, sadly for me, that might be my last game now until uh, Bristol City, I suspect. Um, but, you know, enjoy it on uh, Tuesday night, chaps. And, you know, I hope it can be another, you know, uh, encouraging kind of pre-season friendly in terms of getting minutes into the legs and, you know, hopefully getting a somewhat positive performance and result. Yeah, uh, get that. Stephen, you got anything you want to say, fella? No, just to echo something you said earlier on in the show, if anyone's still listening at this point, if you're listening on YouTube, comment how many goals uh, Nisbet will, or you think Nisbet will score this season. And if we post it on social media, it'd be really cool if just, just to get involved. Um, we listen and look at all of the comments. So uh, anything that comes to us, we're more than happy to have a look at. So hopefully you might agree with me that Nisbet is, is the one to outscore Bradshaw. Or you might be a little bit more cautious, like Dan, or 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 like Mickey, who thinks he's going to be an absolute wonder kid in the league. Uh, and great to be true, as Dan said. No, that's it. Um, if you are all the way to the end of this, Chap with Chaps is now um, a YouTube only. I'll be kept on YouTube now. Won't be coming over uh, as a pod. So if you do want to listen to Chat uh, Chat with Chaps, uh, his post match, he has done one for Gillingham head over to the YouTube channel. Uh, and if you're not subscribed already, subscribe, turn on the notification bell. And then every time we post a video, you will get notification uh, of it. Uh, that's already up. That come up this morning. Uh, if you are listening and you think, what the fuck were they going on about a couple of minutes in about their sources? I need to see what this is. Well, podcast goes out 5.30 a.m. YouTube hits at 5.30 p.m. on the same day. So again, um, if you're on the way to work, you've got a few hours to go until this comes out later on. So then just go on the YouTube channel and uh, and watch it there and you'll see exactly what we're doing. More tongue-in-cheek, um, quite funny, um, through, you know, different rumours as well. So, uh, yeah, Steve's off to learn a bit of Italian. 
I was going to say, can I just jump in? You're going to put sales for that Italian sauce through the roof because everyone's going to go, oh, I want to try a bit of that. It's all right, actually. It's quite nice. It's in Audi. It's about two and a half quid. Um, if I could get an affiliation link up posted for it, I might just post it on. If I can find it on Amazon, I'll stick an affiliation link in. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, no, it's not bad. I like my hot sauce. So, um, yeah, I think that's a that's another show to test down where all you boys are, I think, at some point. We'll have a meet up and some hot wings, and we we do a we do a a, a tribute show to the the hot the hot one show in Sis. We get a few different bowls of hot sauce to see how Millwall we are. Um, and it's a nasty rumor, by the way, that Chaps wears a wig. But again, watch his latest episode and make your mind up yourself. Thanks for listening. Um, it's a rumor allegedly. And uh, thanks very much for listening. Remember, if you do want to get on. In the new series, what will be starting soon on Who Are You? Get in touch with Stephen or get in touch with us. Or if you're an up-and-coming writer and you fancy writing some bits and pieces for the website, again, get in touch with us because, um, uh, yeah, there's some exciting things coming along with that this year. Have a look at the website if you haven't already done. It's thamilpodcast.co.uk. Uh, That's it from us. We'll be back. We're recording another show Wednesday night which will be out Thursday. Uh, Till then, check out YouTube. Plenty more shows there. Thank you very much. Speak to you later. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.